Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome to the free version of the Michael Savage podcast, and I'm going to keep it free for all of you. But there are many of you who would love to be able to listen to my show without any ads. I love ads, but many of you want to listen to the podcast free of ads. So we created something for you, a solution. We call it the Savage Premium. For less than the price of one flat, tasteless beer at your local bar, you can receive access to all of my podcasts going back years ad-free for just $3.99. That's at $3.99 a month. You'll get not only my ad-free podcast, but you will also occasionally receive access to material that is exclusive for members only, and I'm going to give you the list in a minute of what you've, what you've missed. You're going to get an occasional monologue from me, maybe a reading from one of my novels, sneak peeks of interviews before anyone else hears them, archive pieces dating back to 1994. Many things that come up, you're going to get exclusive access to Michael Savage material. Details can be seen on my website, michaelsavage.com, and if you want to join... All you got to do is go to glow.fm and search Savage Premium. That's glow.fm and search Savage Premium. Now, you will always have access to my free weekly podcast. I want to be clear about that. That's my promise to you. But if you want less ads and more Savage, join the Savage Premium Club today and never miss a spoken word of mine. It's glow.fm slash Savage Premium. You can find it on michaelsavage.com. And here's some of the stuff that you have missed so far. Michael Savage reading from his best-selling novel, Countdown to Mecca. My words, my voice. Savage reads from one of his lost journals, Fiji, 1968. Savage's first drive-time show, Hour One. My interview with the Jewish gangster, very popular. I uh, read from my first written, published article, Who Was at the Helm? From 1965, it's heard nowhere but on my premium site. I read passages from my novel, Abuse of Power. Uh, we replayed Fat Al's Tuna. My Savage show from 324.94, the earliest show in the archive, 324.94. My interview with Donald Trump from 110.2011. 110.2011, while Mark Levin was mocking him and Sean Hannity was mocking him uh, and the others were mocking him, I was interviewing Trump much more and remember subscribers also get ad-free podcasts every week the cost is less than a beer at a bar and you get a better buzz with, <laughs> with the savage premium so go to go to glow.fm slash savage premium for full access to ad-free podcasts and exclusive sound you'll not hear anywhere else thank you very much
you're listening to the production meeting of the podcast. Everyone wants to hear how our production meeting goes. So you missed all the good stuff where we all complained about the world to each other. So the podcast this week is called Are You a Domestic Terrorist Now? What's ironic here is that all the while the FBI created a domestic terror unit or the Justice Department under this this left-wing fanatic from Harvard, Garland, they're looking at white nationalists. A Muslim comes into America, gets a visa, and all within two weeks buys a gun and then stalks Jews in a synagogue, holds them hostage for 11 hours. And luckily, he was executed, thank God, by the brave men of the SWAT team. They didn't send in a social worker to offer him some halavar and some, uh, you know, some treats from the Middle East. They offered him a nice piece of lead in the head. And as a result of that, the four Jewish victims were freed. So while we're focused on domestic terror under this government, this terrorist government, by the way, it's like Alice in Wonderland through a looking glass. They're looking for white nationalists coming out of the mountains wearing camouflage suits to take over the government. And meanwhile, they let a Muslim terrorist in, buys a gun and holds a synagogue hostage. And to, to make matters worse, did you see how they reported it? It's heartbreaking, the world we're living in. It's a whitewashing of what's going on. It's a purge. Malik Faisal Akram, a 44-year-old British citizen, they leave out of a Muslim uh, background, a fanatical Muslim, was the hostage taker. Notice that's a new phrase. That's like injection drug user. Hostage taker. <laughs> I mean, how, how far can we go? Hostage taker. That's like a job category. They could, the federal government could, could have a new category of job hostage taker. At Congregation Beth Israel in Coleyville near Fort Worth, Quote, but was not aimed at the Jewish community, says the official FBI. <laughs> not aimed at the Jewish community. Who was it aimed at? But the Jewish community. Not at all aimed at the Jewish community. Not at all. And by the way, as Karen pointed out, Karen, you want to make a little note about that UK ban? Oh, yes. Yeah. You, he was able to get a visa. His own brother questioned how he was able to get a visa and acquire a gun. His own brother disagreed with that, but you're not able to enter Britain. Right. I'm I'm the only member of the American media banned from from the UK, banned by Theresa May, their equivalent of the secretary of state, which was engineered by Hillary Clinton. The best we can figure that out, according to uh, captured emails. So some people have written stuff like the FBI's, FBI's declaration that a man taking Jews hostage in a Jewish place of worship on the Jewish day of rest while trying to free an anti-Semitic terrorist, had nothing to do with Jews, is both insane and demonstrative of the federal government's attitude to Islamic anti-Semitism. So tweeted Ian Hayworth. You like this? It's terrifying what we're living in. And I don't know that we can live through this if this goes on. People tweeted, thank you, Michael, for posting the name of the terrorist. The mainstream media are trying to cover it up, and it's important that people know the facts. This, for what it really is, anti-Semitism and hatred, Other people wrote other things that I won't read you here, but if it's not white supremacy, apparently it's not news to the FBI. So those are some of the uh, ideas that are floating around that we're going to talk about today on Are You a Domestic Terrorist Now? I know you're going to want to listen to this, and I also know that you're going to want to share it with at least five people, which you better do for me, because otherwise I'm going to be very angry. We need to expand our audience Our podcast audience, which is large, must become larger. Thank you very much for listening and sharing today's podcast. I'm Michael Savage. We've seen a growing threat from those who are motivated by racial animus, as well as those who ascribe to extremist, anti-government, and anti-authority ideologies. I've decided to establish a domestic terrorism unit to augment our existing approach. This group of dedicated attorneys will focus on the domestic terrorism threat, helping to ensure that these cases are handled properly and effectively coordinated across the Department of Justice and across the country. Welcome to the Savage Nation podcast, the most alarming development of my entire life in radio and politics has finally occurred. Joseph Biden and his demons are creating a unit focused on domestic terrorism. Domestic terrorism can be defined as what? Anybody, neighbor against neighbor. Are you a domestic terrorist? There are enemies everywhere under the mad King Biden. 
and his sorority girls. This is a nightmare, by the way. And where the hell are the Republicans saying this is Eastern European Stasi communism? Justice Department creating unit focused on domestic terrorism. Pardon, national security official told lawmakers as he described an elevated threat from violent extremists in the United States. Assistant Attorney General Matthew Olson and Obama plant testifying just days after the nation observed the one-year anniversary of the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. Not an insurrection. It was a riot. He said the number of FBI investigations into suspected domestic violence treatments has more than doubled since spring of 2020. Now, the question is, does that include Black Lives Matter and Antifa who burned two cities almost to the ground day after day, month after month? You know and I know it doesn't. You know that Olson will only be focused on the patriots in America. The U.S. Criminal Code defines domestic terrorism as violence intended to coerce or intimidate a civilian population and to influence government policy. Well, I guess that would be Antifa when they were burning down Seattle, Portland, looting, burning BLM. Why are they not domestic terrorists? Why? Because the group behind them is now running the country. So what is a domestic terrorist? It's whatever they want it to be. And today I'm going to focus for you on what happened in Eastern Europe and the Soviet Union when this exact mentality was imposed upon the people. The Ministry for State Security or State Security Service, commonly known as the Stasi, S-T-A-S-I, was the official state security service of the Germany, the German Democratic Republic, East German GDR. It was the most repressive intelligence and secret police agencies to have ever existed, just like Biden's unit focused on domestic terrorism. This must be nipped in the bud. Every American, it doesn't matter if you're a liberal listening to this, you'll find out that you are not, you're not immune to what happens to a nation once you establish a repressive intelligence and secret police agency like this. It was headquartered in East Berlin, complex in Berlin, Luchtenberg, smaller facilities throughout the city. And the Stasi motto was Schild und Schwert der Party. Shield and sword of the party. Does that sound familiar? Shield and sword of the party. Doesn't that sound like what they're creating now under the mad King Biden? It's frightening. It's a theme of the KGB, the Soviet counterpart and partner with respect to its own ruling party, the Communist Party of the Soviet Union. Erich Milke was the Stasi's longest serving chief. He was in power for 32 of the 40 years of the GDR's existence. He didn't last as long as uh, uh, dear Fauci, who's been there over 40 years, by the way. It's not in the same thing, of course, but he is the czar of disinformation about health for over 45 years. But let me get back to the talking points of the Justice Department creating a unit focused on domestic terrorism and where it will go unless it's nipped in the bud. What was the main task of the Stasi? Spying on the population through a vast network of citizens turned informants. Does that sound familiar? Your neighbor saying, oh, that guy next door, I saw a Trump sticker on his bumper. Oh, that guy next door, I never saw a Biden sign when Biden was running. They also fought any opposition by overt and covert measures, hidden psychological destruction of dissidents. The Stasi arrested 250,000 people as political prisoners during its existence. So I ask today, where are the Republicans? Where are the voices of opposition from the First Amendment liberals? You know, they're full of crap, all of them. They always have been. The First Amendment liberal lawyers were always liars working for the mafia and the gangs. When they were screaming for freedom of this and freedom of that, all they wanted was pornography and drugs and drug dealers to be free because they don't exist, by the way. Where are they now? Who is a domestic terrorist, according to Biden's gang? Only the straight heterosexual white male who wears a cross? How will the reports be made? Neighbor on neighbor? Who decide what is followed up on? Enemies everywhere. Photos show absurdity of life under the Stasi. A football kicked over the wall provoked a, a football kicked over the Berlin Wall, made the Stasi investigate the children's parents. A light bulb accidentally thrown out of a window provoked an investigation. An unkept lawn, an investigation. 
for East Germany's secret police, the Stasi. Even the most mundane event was recorded as potential proof of the capitalist enemy trying to sabotage life in the Socialist Republic. Sound familiar to you? So, my friends, you have to understand that the spying agency that he is creating right now with this special unit focused on domestic terrorism will destroy this nation and provoke a civil war. There are many stories I'm going to talk about related to this domestic terrorism bullshit and this issue of Biden's gang being the most fascistic oriented in the history of the United States of America. Here are some headlines. Biden's education secretary, Cardona, requested that the group's letter calling parents terrorists be published. It was his education secretary, Miguel Cardona. He was the person behind the letter from the National School Boards Association that compared concerned conservative parents to domestic terrorists. Is that the country you want to live in? Probably. If you're a left-wing idiot, yes. It was the education secretary, Cardona. In any other country, he'd be fired immediately, if not jailed. Headline, Charlotte Observer. Guerrilla war exercise to be fought across rural North Carolina counties, Army warns. A realistic guerrilla war will be fought across two dozen North Carolina counties in the coming weeks with young soldiers battling seasoned freedom fighters, according to the U.S. Army. The two-week unconventional warfare exercise will be staged January 22nd to February 4th on privately owned land. It will be realistic enough to include the sounds of gunfire and flares. The U.S. Army John F. Kennedy Special Warfare Center and schools sent in a news release. Are you listening to this? So they're now getting ready for a war against people who will stand up to a fascistic government. And they're telling us it's good for America. Not planning for a Chinese invasion, but planning for an American freedom movement is what they're doing. So what else is in the news? Are you a domestic terrorist? Here are some other headlines. Maybe you missed some of them. Maybe you didn't. The Guardian, David Smith, is the U.S. really heading for a second civil war? Source, New York Times, Michelle Goldberg, are we really facing a second civil war? Source, NPR, Ron Elving, imagine another American civil war, but this time in every state. By the way, U.S. truly, Michael Savage published the book. Stop the coming civil war in the year 2014. It was a raging bestseller, but you don't know anything about that. All these journalists just discovered the issue. The Guardian, Stephen Marche, the next U.S. civil war is already here. We just refuse to see it. Are you kidding? I don't see it. What else is in the news? Justice Department forms new domestic terrorism unit to address growing threat, blah, blah, blah. So you've seen that. You've heard about that. And now we've got to deal with that. The only question is, where the hell are the Republicans? The only question is, where the hell are the First Amendment people? The only question is, where the hell are the real liberals in America when you have been declared a domestic terrorist if you disagree with anything anyone in the Biden administration says? If you criticize Fauci, you don't want to wear a mask, are you a domestic terrorist? Remember what happened under the Stasi. There were enemies everywhere, and now there will be enemies everywhere under the Mad King Biden So you have to straighten yourself out on this. And I'm tying this into an important podcast that I did a while back called It Can Happen Here, The Dam Has Been Breached, which aired originally last September, because as bad as things were then, they are much worse now. And this podcast still rings true today more than ever before. That podcast of mine was inspired by Sinclair Lewis's novel It Can't Happen Here, which envisioned a United States taken over by a fascist regime. Hmm. How do you like that? How about the patriots imprisoned indefinitely? How about the people imprisoned indefinitely in the basement of Congress after the January 6th riots? How about nationwide vaccine mandates? How about a ministry of propaganda run by media demagogues like Wolf Blitzer? You don't think we're there already? Remember, my book was called Stop the Coming Civil War. Are you a domestic terrorist? Are there enemies everywhere? Well, we'll be talking about that on today's podcast. I want you to share it with five people before it's too late. 
Thank you for listening to the Michael Savage Podcast. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Economies, well, they can be rebuilt. Armies, they can be defeated but repopulated. But once a nation's pride is gone, it can almost never be restored. The loss of a nation's honor is something not even centuries can repair. This president hates America. The psychotic leftist communists around him hate America. And they embrace everything that Obama embraced against this nation, but worse. We thought that we would get Obama light with Biden. Instead, we got a nothing, an empty suit, white trash, as it were, a man of no character, no commitment to American values, and at the same time facing problems that no U.S. leader has had to face since the years leading up to World War II. And while this is going on, Biden, the hologram in a basement, is in hiding. The vice president, so-called Kamala Harris, is nowhere to be seen. So people are saying, well, where are they? Where did they go? Who is running America? Well, they're not running America. A far-left cadre is running America, probably the intelligence agencies. You understand that? The squad is just a front for the intelligence agencies. It looks to me as though, as hard as this is to say, the intelligence agencies themselves have been infiltrated and taken over, both by Islamists and radical leftists. My freedoms have been eroded, so have yours, without your even being aware of it. Most Americans are suddenly confronted with the fact that this president not only doesn't understand how America became the great nation it has become, Biden is actively, well, when I say Biden, I mean collectively, Biden is actively promoting a political philosophy that will guarantee that we will never recover our entrepreneurial spirit and national pride. One after the other. They portray the U.S., which is and still is the richest, most powerful nation on earth, thanks to the greatness of the past. They're referring to us as an evil, racist, struggling, soon-to-be third-world nation. One where individual citizens, despite our long history of valuing and promoting individualism, suddenly become a problem to be solved and not the solution to the problems. We've gotten the message from the Biden gang and the cadre around them that they must step in to control your every move and in the process strip you of your rights as an American citizen. Do you remember Nancy Pelosi, the evil one, explaining that Congress had to pass health care legislation so that we could find out what was in it? It's going to be very, very exciting. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it away from the fog of the controversy. As the Democrat-controlled Congress rammed through that legislation, we discovered that it was so complex, even they didn't bother to read it. You follow that one? That's what's going on right now. We all stood by passively as the U.S. government took increasingly aggressive and invasive measures to protect us. Quotes around the word protect. And what were the results? Huh. We're now subject to a dangerous invasion of America both internally and externally. We are now frightened beyond belief. Everyone has become somewhat skittish of their fellow citizens. The borders have collapsed completely. They're being overrun by Haitians, Central American gangs, and other miscreants from around the world. And it goes on. The cadre is going on, C-A-D-R-E. This stealth takeover of our lives has now been imposed on everything from the food we eat to the fuel we need to drive our cars, to the value of the money we exchange to buy these things. The leftist apparatchiks around Biden have imposed their anti-free enterprise agenda on every aspect of our lives. Do you recall how Obama responded when our most advanced unmanned drone went down in Iran? Now, why did that drone go down in Iran? We know Obama probably sent it to them. And despite his military and foreign policy advisors giving Obama advice about how he could either destroy the drone using an other unmanned aircraft or send American troops in to recover or destroy the drone that was sent into Iran, 
Obama the Terrible decided he didn't want to risk offending Mohammed, Mahmoud, and the mullahs, so he let the Iranians keep the most advanced drone in the U.S. arsenal. They promptly called in the Chinese communists to reverse engineer the aircraft, in effect, giving them access to advanced American technology because our own president was afraid to confront our mortal enemies, so we thought. Now let's go to Afghanistan. Same story. What happened? Again, we've lost our national honor under this cadre of anti-American scum. Did you ever entertain the idea that Barack Obama and now the Biden gang are continuing to level the playing field so that our Islamist and communist enemies could advance their anti-American, anti-Semitic agenda? Let me repeat that again. That is the core of today's program of The Dam Has Been Breached. Did you ever entertain the idea that first Barack Obama and now Biden are merely continuing to level the playing field so that our Islamist and communist enemies could advance their anti-American, anti-Semitic agenda. Do you realize that what's happening in America today amounts to nothing less than a political power grab that resembles that of the Nazi takeover of Germany in the 1930s? Let me acquaint you with the work of Milton Mayer, who wrote a book titled, They Thought They Were Free. Mayer's book describes how the Nazi party gradually assumed total control over the lives of German citizens. The Nazi takeover didn't happen in a week or a month. It happened over years. You may not know that. It consisted of small steps, each of which appeared innocuous enough to German citizens, but which, when taken together, came to represent the death knell of freedom and the rise of totalitarian control in Germany. And here is what Milton Mayer had to say about the process. Please pay attention. What happened here was the gradual habituation of the people, little by little, to being governed by surprise, to receiving decisions deliberated in secret, to believing that the situation was so complicated that the government had to act on information which the people could not understand, or so dangerous that even if the people could understand it, it could not be released because of national security. And their sense of identification with Hitler, their trust in him, made it easier to widen this gap and reassure those who would otherwise have worried about it. This separation of government from people, this widening of the gap, took place so gradually and so insensibly, each step disguised as a temporary emergency measure or associated with true patriotic allegiance or with real social purposes, and all the crises and reforms so occupied the people that they did not see the slow motion underneath of the whole process of government growing remoter and remoter. So let me ask you, can you see that the path that the Biden gang is leading our nation down is dangerously similar to that of Nazi Germany and that he may be using the very techniques that Hitler perfected? Hmm? You can't see that, right? How can a liberal be like Hitler? Well, let me remind you of something that I introduced to radio 25 years ago. Nazi means national socialism. But you don't want to accept that, do you? Hmm? Think about that. Think about that. Ask not what you can do for your country. Ask what your country can do for you. That was Barack Obama's mantra. And it sums up the mentality of the Biden gang, the entire gang. You may remember that it was I, Michael Savage, who defined George W. Bush as a fiscal socialist during the last two years of his term. I explained to you how he expanded the federal government and made it larger than the previous three administrations combined. So if Bush was a fiscal socialist, what did that make Barack Obama? A fiscal Marxist. And never before in American history had a single president expanded the government so rapidly and accumulated so much power to himself. Never before had we seen this level of overt cronyism, corruption, and graft. Hmm? And just as Europe was beginning to move away from large government and entitlement spending, and toward lowering taxes to stimulate private enterprise, it was Obama and now Biden who are stuck in a perennial 1960s purple haze, taking the nation in the opposite direction. Even as Cuba is moving towards some privatization and reducing the number of Castro government jobs, Biden is doing the opposite. Biden, the naked tyrant, the tired 60s radicals around them keep pushing us towards worldwide socialism. I can go on for you about the bankrupting of America with 
trillion dollar plus annual deficits. I can tell you all about what you already know. I can tell you all about their Marxist ideology of regulating us to death. I can tell you all about the sedition that you saw with your own eyes in Afghanistan. Even liberals saw the death of 13 Marines and the death now by drone strike of innocent Afghans, including children. They have bypassed Congress and the Constitution. They instituted what amounts to rule by imperial fiat through executive orders with czars and cabinet secretaries that we don't even know. That is what's going on. And that is where we are today. And that is why you must stand up to Biden's steamroller. This podcast and my previous books and previous podcasts on this subject are the most important analyses you'll ever read of why you must stop the tyrant in the White House now before it's too late. If we allow the Biden gang another three years of uninterrupted steamrolling us, he will have destroyed our nation. We are living under a crypto dictatorship right now. The scope of the Biden takeover is not yet seen by most Americans. I hope it is seen by you. The Savage Nation. It's savage on demand. Fascism in the form of socialist fascism is rising in America under the crazed left-wing perverted Biden administration. Now, there was a novel written um, in 1935 entitled It Can't Happen Here. 1935 by American author Sinclair Lewis, the great writer Sinclair Lewis. And in the novel, it describes how a U.S. dictator rises in America, similar to how Adolf Hitler gained power. It was a very important novel. And it was written during the height of fascism in Europe. I'm not going to tell you about the novel, but it describes the rise of Buzz Windrip, who was a demagogue, who's made it president of the United States, by fomenting fear and promising economic and social reforms in America. Now, you could say this applies to Trump, but Trump was the opposite of a demagogue. Biden is an actual demagogue. Let me explain it. In the novel, Windrip, after the election, takes complete control of the government and imposes a totalitarian rule by using a paramilitary force the way that Hitler and Mussolini did. The novel's fulcrum centers on journalist Jessup's opposition to the new fascist regime and his struggle against it. Now, theoretically, this was about liberals fighting fascism. But if you look at what is going on in America today, I think you'd have to agree with me that the Biden administration is more like the fascists described, and it can't happen here, than Donald Trump ever was. Moreover, I will say to you that those of us who are patriots are fomenting a rebellion in this nation against the fascism of the socialists running this country. Why do I say that? All you've got to do is look at the novel and look at America, and you ask yourself, does art imitate life or does life imitate art? In the novel, Windrip outlaws dissent, incarcerates political enemies, and trains and arms a paramilitary force called the Minutemen. Now, Biden has not trained and armed the paramilitary force, but what has he done about Antifa and Black Lives Matter? If they're not a paramilitary force, tell me what is. They terrorize citizens. They enforce policies of the left wing and his regime. Now, there's more in the novel which is unnecessary to discuss right now. But the fact of the matter is, we are living in an age where political prisoners are being held against their will right now in Washington, D.C. And many of us on the other side are fighting for freedom and dignity against this fascist rule. So where does that leave us? Well, we don't know where this goes. Let me refer now to a patriot, Nathan Hale, who has been left out of the history books. Nathan Hale is famous as an American patriot who said, I only regret that I have but one life to lose for my country. Have any of you remembered this famous declaration? I only regret that I have but one life to lose for my country. 
American patriot Nathan Hale said it on September 22nd, 1776. These were his last words before he was hanged for spying on British troops. And there's a long story to that. He was born in Connecticut on June 6, 1755. He was a teacher, and he joined his five brothers in the fight for independence against the British who were dominating America at the time as a colony. Hale fought the British at Lexington, joined his brothers who were fighting the British at Lexington and conquered Massachusetts. He joined them on July 1st, after the fight. He rose to the rank of captain in the military. He fought under the command of General George Washington in New York. Washington took his army onto Manhattan Island to fight the British. The general at the time was William Howe, who was building up a British military force on Long Island. At the Battle of Harlem Heights, George Washington, facing Howe in battle yet again, asked for a volunteer to go forward on a spy mission behind enemy lines. Nathan Hale stepped forward disguised as a Dutch schoolmaster. For a week, he gathered information on where the British troops were, but he was captured while returning to the American side. Because of incriminating papers that were found on him, the British knew he was a spy. It is believed that his cousin, a British sympathizer under Howe's command, betrayed him. The British commander Howe, British General William Howe, ordered young Nathan Hale to be hanged the following day. And that's when Hale, who gave his life for his country, said those famous words, I only regret that I have but one life to lose for my country. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. I'd like to now talk about Stop the Coming Civil War. I published this book way back in ancient history in 2014. And it was entitled Stop the Coming Civil War. It was a huge bestseller. And at the time, I said, our nation is in real trouble, and the seeds of a second conflagration have been sown. I said, not between the states, but between true patriots who believe in our nation's founding principles, and those who believe, who I believe, are working every day to undermine them and change the very nature of the country. Was I wrong or was I right? Where a man is no longer a man, a woman is no longer a woman. Where patriots are now called treasonous. And treasonous individuals like Black Lives Matter and Antifa are called patriots. I said it's not a war of bullets and blood, but one of commitment to freedom and courage of conviction. I said that I believe the split between right and left is possibly irreparable. That was in 2014. Now, I can go on and read the book to you. But I'll just do a quick overview for you so you understand what I was seeing then and tell you what I'm seeing now, where we're going now. The fact of the matter is the leftists in our government do not want people to know, do not want people to connect the dots between their many frightening moves and raising the not so obvious issues they do not want discussed and they own the media. I asked at the time. Why have so many of our top military commanders been summarily pushed aside after years of brave service? Remember, this was during Obama. I asked, how is Obama's irresponsible foreign policy, not just weakening us in Russia, China, and the Middle East, but actually endangering our security at home as well, 2014? I asked, what does it mean for our freedom and our way of life? That negligent immigration law enforcement allows illegal aliens to cross the southern border into our country with little fear of penalty. It is now metastasized to a cancer where this disgusting degenerate administration has actually dismantled the wall that Donald Trump built, the part of it that was built. There's no longer any law enforcement. The country is being overrun by illegal aliens. 100,000 Afghani Muslims. How much can this nation take? Where will it end? When will it blow up? I quoted a letter from Thomas Corwin to Abraham Lincoln, written in 1861, where he wrote, I cannot comprehend the madness of the times. Treason is in the air around us everywhere. It goes by the name of patriotism. So it depends upon which side of the aisle you're on. The left says those of us who love America and its traditional values are treasonous. We know that they are the treasonous ones, but they have forked tongues and control the media. I wrote that people can justify a government's controversial policies and actions for only so long until they see a pattern of abuse of power. 
then even the most devout supporters of any regime must decide if they support these extreme policies and actions or oppose them. With the current government, this point of no return was reached for some at some point. For others, it was the release of known Islamist terrorists from the Guantanamo Bay prison. Remember when Obama did that? Without congressional knowledge, Obama released them from Guantanamo. Many of them are now running Afghanistan right now. I wrote for most Americans the flood of tens of thousands of illegal immigrants from Central America purposely created by the administration to overwhelm our southern borders was the final straw. It's now far worse than that. Still other supporters kept justifying one extremist act after another, justifying the president's policies and actions with rationalizations that included saying that those who opposed them were, quote, right-wing conspirators, quote, racists, quote, Obama haters and the like. I then wrote, yet for those of us who study governments that have taken nations from freedom to fascism, the handwriting has been on the wall for many years. My question is this, and I could put in the name Biden rather. My question is this. Will the Biden inner circle of extremist left-wing radicals trigger an event that will provoke an American insurrection, even a civil war? Is this concern to be dismissed as a right-wing conspiracy? Let me explain to you what is happening, and it's exactly what's happening. The desperate Democrats are all pursuing policies of race and class warfare, right or wrong. As their failures and many deceits become clearer to the people, as the war they're fighting against the freedoms promised in the U.S. Constitution materializes, they are counting on minority voters to turn out for them at the ballot box. Was I right or was I wrong? Oh, you know I was right. And they stirred up racial hatred over and over again, one speech after another, attacking the white race over and over again. And there they are. They're now running the country. It worked for them. The fact of the matter is, in this chapter, graduating to treason, I saw what was going to happen. And rather than read the book to you or sell you a book, I could just tell you that I saw what was coming when I wrote Stop the Coming Civil War. But there's so much in this book that needs to be read. I suggest you read it again. The last chapter is Stopping the Coming Civil War, the World Liberal Revolution. I wrote these prophetic words. This book is not just about the coming civil war in America. It's also about the conflict that the current administration is pushing in the name of a broader worldwide liberal revolution. As I see it, the forces of the left are attempting nothing less than a socialist takeover of the world economy and global politics. This world liberal revolution is what the tens of millions of conservative law-abiding Americans are fighting against, often without even knowing it. We are the equivalent of the anti-communists who fought Stalin. The conservatives in our country, those who still believe in the family and personal and religious freedom, in the Constitution of the United States, who are standing up to an increasingly overbearing federal government, we are the new resistance. Everything is at stake. Unless this power grab is arrested, we will all become serfs to the new world order. In the Soviet Union, if a person did not comply with the dictates and politics of the Communist Party, at first they were ignored. That meant that any reference to them disappeared from the Soviet newspaper Pravda. I wrote in 2014, I, Michael Savage, and the most famous media personality in the history of the San Francisco Bay Area. Starting with a local radio show 20 years ago, that was in 2014, I became famous for my writings and my radio show which was nationally syndicated and carried by more than 200 stations around the United States. It was over 300. And yet in the San Francisco Bay Area, I'm ignored. I'm almost never mentioned by the local newspaper or the local media. It's as though I don't exist. I'm in the liberal gulag, a gulag in which the only things that are permitted to be talked about are actors, singers, sports figures, degenerates, anti-Americans, occupiers, and Democrats, These are the only, quote, heroes the American media in the San Francisco and now the national media will talk about. Those who oppose the individual freedoms championed by Western civilization are considered heroes, while those of us who uphold Western values are looked upon as the enemy, not only in San Francisco. And as a result of this, the city has degenerated and been destroyed. The liberal revolution in San Francisco is complete. The gangsters who run the city and run the state, destroyed the city and the state. I wrote that not since the run-up to the Civil War have we as a country been more divided. The battle lines have been drawn. The haves against the have-nots. The illegal aliens against hard-working middle-class families. Liberals who hate the Second Amendment 
versus lawful gun owners, millions of whom are refusing to register their weapons and ammunition in states like Connecticut. Climate activists whose policies cause forest fires and exacerbate drought against those who understand that the effect of human activity on the climate is negligible. It's the stupid policies that cause the forests to burn. Anti-Christian communist educators against God-fearing families. Republicrats against patriots. Yes, you heard me, I wrote. It was Brutus who stabbed Caesar. Judas who gave up Christ to the Romans. It's always the ones closest who do the most damage when they turn. Do you understand what I'm saying to you, I wrote? The see-through conservatives who rule the Republican Party are in league with Democrats. It's It's as simple as that. Remember, I wrote this in 2014. It was copied by all of the other fakers who make believe that they're geniuses. They're copycats. Why would they allow the IRS to plead the Fifth Amendment, the one who was heading it then, Lois Lerner, time after time and to destroy the hard drives in our computer? Remember that scandal? You probably forgot it. Why would they look the other way while Democratic operatives within the federal agencies blatantly target patriots from the Tea Party with impunity? Why the Republican Party leaders cave again and again to Biden's agenda? As I speak to you right now, people are being held without bail for having rioted on January 6th without bail, while Antifa and BLM thugs who burned whole sections of cities to the ground were never even arrested. I wrote then, even if this criminal administration falls short of what I think is its goal of seeing Americans fighting Americans in an all-out civil war on American soil, substitute Obama's, meaning Biden's disregard for the rule of law, marches us at the very least, further along toward a mid-21st century dictatorship, we are becoming the Union of Soviet States of America, the USS of A. This has been largely ripped off by many others. I've mentioned the fact that most Republicans now agree that we should become members of the global community, 2014. It's not a coincidence that the phrase global community is synonymous with the word communism, or that Barack Obama substitute Biden got his start as a community organizer. Communism has never been anything but a group of power-crazed leftists bent on depriving the citizens under their control of all their rights and property while transferring those to an all-powerful central government. Joe Biden, the Democrat Party, and establishment Republicans are bent on nothing less. It begins as most moves towards communism do in our schools. It took the left a century to commandeer our education system from grade schools to our universities, from Franklin D. Roosevelt's starting the Entitlement Society to Lyndon Bain Johnson's Great Society, and the gradual degradation of the U.S. Supreme Court, the leftist takeover has continued relentlessly. I could go on, and I will go on, but it's too sad to keep reading this to you because what I prophesized has happened. Home of Borders, Language, Culture, The Savage Nation. There are certain history lessons that we should never forget. And one of them is that the devil once said that his greatest trick was convincing you he didn't exist. Going back to Biden's master, Barack Hussein Obama, who many say is now running the country again, we see that the devil in the form of Obama convinced you that he wasn't the devil. Obama and Biden and the leftist's greatest trick is convincing the people that they have our best interests at heart. But as I see it, they have only a dictator's interests at heart and they must be stopped. Back in 2014 in Stop the Coming Civil War, I wrote this in the final pages. How can we stop them? Listen what I wrote. Very important you hear this. If only 10%, even 5% of those of you who voted Democratic in the last two elections vote Republican in 2014 and 2016, you can save this country. Though I fear the worst, I also have the greatest faith in the patriotic resolve in America. According to a poll conducted in September 2013, more than 20% of Americans identified themselves as members of the Tea Party. Another 42% of voters, many of whom may be Tea Party, identify as independents. Most would consider them outnumbered in their quest to bring our country back to its former glory. It's not a fair fight, the pundits say. And then I close with these lines. Tell me if you agree or not. Not me. If this large block of voters actually voted against the treason, incompetence, and indifference, they could save the nation. Here are the words that ended this book. I hear the roar of those patriotic voices every day on my national radio show. 
I feel the conviction in their belief. I sense the soundness of their ideals, and I hear the strong beats of their patriotic hearts. We then elected Donald Trump. We almost saved the country. Everything that the vermin on the left said Donald Trump did, he did not do. But in fact, they were doing it. Every last thing they accused them of because they own Anderson Cooper and the other perverted degenerate scumbag. The other perverted degenerates in the media. They own them lock, stock, and barrel. It's worse than Pravda. It's far worse than Pravda. When you see these smile degenerates in the media who are all owned lock, stock, and barrel. But it's not just CNN. Fox is really no different. There's some great people on Fox, but they're owned by Murdoch. And let me explain to you once again something that's very important for you to hear right now so you understand who I am and where I'm coming from. I know where the firewalls are, that famous January 6th date. That was a peaceful protest for 99% of the people. And those who went over the borderline, I called them out that day on the air. I saw what was going on. But it doesn't make everyone who protested a criminal. Now, the title of this podcast is The Dam Has Been Breached or It Can Happen Here. How did we get here that so many people are fooled all the time? Remember Lincoln said, you can fool some of the people some of the time. You can fool some of the people all of the time. But you can't fool all of the people all of the time. Because of people like Rupert Murdoch and those who run the other media outlets, I'm afraid you can fool 99% of the people all of the time. Back in the day, I published a podcast. This is in 2008. And this is a, a clip that we're giving away to my subscribers. The whole clip. I'm not going to play it for you or read it to you. It's Savage on the Hollywood Idiots, part one from 225.08. Now, remember, 2008. And I wrote the following things, and tell me if I was wrong. Now, I want you to fast forward to the Red Diaper Doper Baby Internationalist, the international Red Diaper Doper Baby who lives for the international audience, the vermin who has made his fortune in America, yet hates the country, hates the military, hates the family, hates the police, hates Christians. In particular, we have gone from crime does not pay to only crime pays. We now have it in the point where the 60s anti-hero, the 60s criminal, is glorified. And that's who wins the prizes in the new Hollywood. The new Hollywood where only crime pays. Have you seen the disgusting degenerates on these shows from Hollywood? These record shows? These movie shows? The lowest of the scum. I asked, so who are the heroes and who are the winners in the new Hollywood? It's the new anti-hero. Who is the new hero? The murderer, the pimp, the rapist, the anti-American. In other words, when I was a kid and I went to the movies, I came out of a theater on a Saturday night. Stars were in my eyes. I was transfixed, not just transformed. I wanted to be Audie Murphy. I wanted to be Gary Cooper. I wanted to be John Wayne. I wanted to be any one of a number of heroes, whether the pilots or police or doctors. They were always heroes that I could look up to. Can you name one recent movie that particularly a white man into a hero? Can you name one where a white man walks away as a hero and he's not shown to be something other than a murderer or a pimp, rapist, or a corporate prostitute? Okay, well, that's what I said in 2008. And here's the most important part. Many of you don't understand why I've been banned on Fox News. Many of you thought it was Sean Hannity and his stupidity and his jealousy, and it may be. There are others involved, but there's something more to it. Here is what I wrote, and I can understand now why I'm never going to be seen on Fox News and have not been seen since 2008. I wrote this. We keep hearing that the fundamentalist Muslim world hates us because of our foreign policy. Now, that's probably true to a small extent, but the bigger reason is that the fundamentalist Muslim world hates us is not so much our foreign policy. The real reason they hate us is because of our export product called movies. The movies that they will not let their daughters or their sons or their wives see. The movies that they do not want the children to see where the murderer, the pimp, the rapist, and the degenerate are glorified and held up as role models. That's what the Muslim world is fighting over. You'll never read this anywhere and you won't see this anywhere because today the news and the entertainment business have merged into one. There was a time that the news business was separate from the entertainment business. And now listen carefully to the following words and you'll know why I'm banned on Fox News. And then we saw the arrival on the scene of an Australian who had specialized in the most salacious, horrible newspapers the world had ever seen. He made a fortune putting violence and crime on the front of his papers. And he made more money, the more violence and the more crime. And the more the murderer or the pimp, the rapist, was glorified on the front pages of his newspapers in Australia, the more money he made. 
was the same as a drug dealer, of course. There's money in violence and there's money in drugs. This doesn't mean they're good for the people. It does not mean we should glorify drug uses just because people are weak and they want drugs any more than we should glorify violence or murderers or pimps or rapists or degenerates in the newspapers or in the movies. I said this. You understand what I'm saying to you? And so because this Australian who made his fortune with salacious headlines moved on and up in the world and then bought movie companies like Fox and cable news companies like Fox and now the Wall Street Journal... The entire world has become upside down where the news business is not only no longer separated from the movie or entertainment business. The news business is actually subservient to the entertainment business. The news business is now used to promote the movie business because there's more money in movies than there is in news. And consequently, you have people in the news business promoting movies that are produced by the same parent company. I then concluded by saying there was a time we were warned about this by liberals, of all people, liberals who once said, don't let the news and entertainment companies merge because that is going to happen. Well, now that it's happened, they're not saying anything because their bread is buttered by this very same mentality that has emerged in news and entertainment becoming one. And now they give us an around-the-clock face of murderers, pimps, rapists, perverts, and whores. Now you understand the rest of the story and why I am never going to be seen and have not been seen on Fox News since 2008 because I'm not in the news and entertainment business. If you want this full story, this full soundbite from my radio show, you can hear it only by subscribing to the Savage Exclusive Club, which you can find on michaelsavage.com. This is Michael Savage. In a few moments, when we take a quick break here on this podcast, we will listen to the show I did right after the January 6th protest on the Capitol steps, a turning point in American history. Thanks for listening. Michael Savage, a host like no other. We're going to run some of the uh, Newsmax TV pieces that I did last week about the creation of a domestic terror unit where I made comparisons to the KGB and the Stasi of East Germany. They're very informative pieces on Newsmax. They were very popular on Newsmax TV. And the reason I'm replaying them here in this podcast, it is for those of you who have missed them. Not everyone watches Newsmax TV. Many of you just listen to the podcast. That's your option. So here they are. I'm Michael Savage. Thanks for listening. Someone who wrote the book on these issues, Stop the Coming Civil War, our good friend and podcast host, Michael Savage, joins us now. Uh, perfect night to have you on, Dr. Savage. What do you think? The media says we're ready for a civil war. What do you think? You know, Grant, I couldn't sleep last night. I had a very bad night. I've been in the business a long time, and I can let it roll over me because I deal with it. It, it is what it is. But when I saw that creep, Matthew Olson, who looked like he was out of the KGB, saying he's creating a unit focused on domestic terrorism, I said, where the hell is the Republican Party squashing this before this gets out of hand? I studied the Stasi, the Eastern Europe uh, Ministry for State Security. It's a nightmare when you see that these people in the Biden administration are creating the exact same unit as the Stasi, the Ministry for State Security. You know what their motto was, Grant? Shield und Schwert their party, shield and sword of the party. The same theme as the KGB. That is what Mr. Olson is creating. Everyone will be a domestic terrorist. And if the left is happy about it today, they won't be happy about it tomorrow. Because as the world learned during the French Revolution, at first they killed counter-revolutionaries. But then the thirsty uh, machine that cut off heads wanted more blood. And so they started accusing each other. And then they cut the heads off people's, people of their own party. Once this starts, it never stops. Where the hell are the First Amendment attorneys the big mouths that we heard of for 25 years. Where's the ACLU? You know where they are? They're holding up the government for $450,000 per illegal immigrant child. That's where that criminal organization is. You get me started on this. I won't stop. I'm sorry, Grant. I couldn't sleep well, last night when I saw this. Look, I, I, w- I want to ask you a very serious question because um, this gets to the heart of it. Um, they call us domestic terrorists. I've called Black Lives Matter a domestic terror organization. Amen. I can back that up with facts. They can't Amen. back it up with facts uh, with me about us. Amen. Do you think Joe Biden's government wants us to engage in a civil war? I think that these left wing university Cretans who are doing this want it. 
to distract us from what they are doing to us and the nation. Each day they undermine the nation. You want to talk about domestic terrorism? Wouldn't you think, Grant, I'm sure you would, that anyone who brings in tens of thousands of illegal aliens, many of whom are infected with COVID, is committing domestic terrorism by infecting a nation? By every definition, that's domestic terrorism. Wouldn't you think an organization like the ACLU that's suing America for $450,000 per head for illegal alien child is committing domestic terrorism, sort of like the mafia holding up the country? So who's a domestic terrorist? I'll I'll conclude. I know you got short time here, but I could go on forever. You know, that's the podcast for tomorrow. Under the Stasi, the Ministry for State Security, there were enemies everywhere. If a child threw a ball over the wall, remember when there was a wall between East and West Germany? The Stasi investigated the family to see why they threw a ball over the wall. If a light bulb fell out of a window in in Germany, they investigated the family to see who threw the light bulb out of the window. That's where this goes. Yeah, it sure feels like that's exactly what's happening. Everything any conservative does is being investigated. And certainly anything anyone associated with President Trump is being investigated. And that's where they've weaponized the Justice Department and and uh, and the federal government. (sighs) Dr. Michael Savage, always good to have you on. Thank you, sir. I brought you a statue that you didn't ask for. This is called the mask seller. (laughs) And I don't know whether this statue applies to Joe Biden because we don't know what mask he's going to wear tomorrow or to our good friend Anthony Fauci. But I thought I'd bring it along for a little lightning of the moment, Grant. She she looks kind of like Nancy Pelosi, if I don't I know the witches have. But uh, thank you. You're very (laughs) sharp. Thank you. Thank you for the prop. The mask. Thank you for the prop. Let's bring in the host of the Michael Savage Show podcast, Dr. Michael Savage. This is the most right. terrifying. First of all, hello, Jen and Mercy. Hello. Hello. So good Thanks to see you. You're me, so but- upset about this. You just want to jump in, Michael. So, <laughs> I mean, I've got, what, what I've does got, this I didn't mean? Sleep. I haven't slept for three nights. This is the most dangerous oh. thing these new age KGB agents have created yet. I'm calling Joe Biden's people new age KGB. Because what they've created here, as anyone knows who has studied the KGB or the Stasi in eastern Germany, this is clearly aimed at his political enemies. And during the reign of terror of the Stasi in eastern Germany, everyone was considered suspect. If a child threw a football over a wall from east Germany to west Germany by accident, the family was investigated by the Stasi, the KGB. If a light bulb fell out of an apartment building, the KGB or Stasi rather went into the apartment to ask why the light bulb was thrown out of the window. Now, you can laugh at all of this, but we all know where this leads. We understand this, but people don't know who the Justice Department lawyer is who is running this. Did you see this Matthew Olson? He's actually in charge of releasing real terrorists from Gitmo right now. He is decommissioning Gitmo releasing real terrorists onto the world stage while hunting for fake terrorists like school board member uh, parents at a school board meeting republicans maybe you're maybe you're a terrorist i'm a terrorist anyone who disagrees with biden is a terrorist the real terrorists to me are those releasing infected illegal aliens onto america you know we see the surge all of a sudden of this mild omicron say well where did it come from and no one is asked, is it related to the tens of thousands of illegal aliens who were flooded into America under under Pelosi and Biden's open border policies? Who are the real terrorists? The ACLU is still suing the American taxpayer to try to get $450,000 per illegal alien child who was so heartbrokenly separated from their sacred right. parent at the border. Uh, is this not an act of terror? To me, it is. Well, they're not uh, going to be the investigated. Ter- Michael, first of all, I just want to say, if you haven't been sleeping for three nights, I recommend melatonin. It's a great thing. It's all natural. <laughs> Secondly, I, I have wine add, waiting for me about- after this show. Or a martini, right? Oh, yeah, I know you like yeah. those. Yeah, the white wine will do. <laughs> the white wine is fine. So, But here's the deal. You bring up a great point, which is the fact that the other terrorists are the drug cartels, the human traffickers who are putting these vulnerable families, these children, in, in harm's way. And the mere fact is, is that when you have a government like Biden's administration focused 
on creating this concept of domestic terrorism, targeting dissenting individuals that do not agree with the policies of the Biden administration, it is just going way too far. Mercy, we both know what they're doing. And I call it a new age KGB, not to be funny, but to warn people. But here's the thing. It's the left that should be naturally resisting such a domestic terrorism unit. They right now think that they're immune to prosecution by this new age KGB. Nothing could be further from the truth. If you study the French Revolution, after the guillotine chopped off the heads of the counter-revolutionaries, that thirsty guillotine blade wanted more blood. And guess who they turned it on? The original revolutionaries started accusing each other. Same thing happened in Hitler's Germany. Same thing happened in Castro's Cuba, Cambodia's Pol Pot. Same thing happened over and over again. So I would appeal not to conservatives who very well know that this is aimed to silence them, intimidate them, and hunt them down for no reason whatsoever, other than to be because they're dissenters. I would appeal to the few leftists who may be watching your show to understand they are the natural opponents of this new age KGB. Where are these big mouth First Amendment lawyers that used to be heard all over America, where they suddenly disappear to? I can name four of them. I haven't heard one word from them. And this should be a major hearing in Congress right now. This should go right to the Supreme Court in one day, not in one year. It's going to be too late. Look, I've said too much already. This is the most emotional topic of any I've ever covered for one reason. I have feared this from the day I've started studying these leftist goons. And now when I saw this guy, Olson, I said, this guy even looks like a Stasi agent. That pale face, that eerie, creepy, spy-like look to him. You know, the motto of the Stasi was shield und schwert der party. German, what does it mean? Shield and sword of the party. That's exactly what these people have created. So you go to a school board meeting and you speak out. Now you're going to be arrested now and put in jail because you're a domestic terrorist. They they almost did it a few weeks ago. Remember before Christmas? We all did. Yeah, that's right. Michael Savage, we appreciate your wise words. You don't want the mask. What is that thing? Jen wants to know what that is. (laughs) What is that? Is that Nancy Pelosi? We don't know. It could it could be uh, Bernie Sanders. I don't know who it is. I'm trying to get there. We go block blocking my beautiful face. Look, why do I bring out the mask seller? Because every day Biden has a selection of faces to wear. He doesn't know who his real face is since he doesn't know who he is. Every day they give him a a bunch of masks. So this is the new the new one, the mask seller. Those are the new N95 masks. Let me tell you, it's hypnotizing me, Michael Savage. Thanks for being with us tonight. Thank you. You Everyone's scared of this. Kids are afraid of this. (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) Take your melatonin. I try to give it to my granddaughter. My daughter said I try to give it away to my granddaughter. My my daughter said no. She'll scare her. (laughs) I don't think you can even sell that for a penny. Probably not. Thanks, Michael. Great to see you. I'm auctioning it off. Okay. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and learned something from it. We have about 400 other episodes available for you to listen to absolutely free. You can go back into our vast library of podcasts and listen to any one of them at any time. And remember this, if you want to listen to my podcast ad-free, sign up for the Savage Premium Membership and get access to ad-free podcasts as well as some premium content from our Savage Archives. How do you sign up for those ad-free podcasts? Please visit michaelsavage.com for a link. Again, thank you for your listenership. This is Michael Savage.